It's Megacon from March 15th through the 17th, 2013 at the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. Megacon is the Southeast's largest comic book, science fiction, fantasy, anime, gaming, toys, multimedia event. The showroom has over 110,000 square feet of exhibitor space. Meet your favorite comic book artists, get autographs from your favorite celebrities, enter a costume contest, visit continuous anime viewing rooms, view the Indie Film Festival, and so much more. You don't want to miss it. One-day tickets are $24.49 in advance, $30 at the door. Or go for all three days for just $58.04 in advance or $60 at the door. I, Scott Gardner, will be there Saturday, March 16th from open to close, wandering the floor in my Two True Freaks t-shirt. Again, that's Megacon, March 15th through the 17th, 2013 at the Orange County Convention Center, Hall D, that's 9800 International Drive, Orlando, Florida. Be there. Tonight, a network television premiere. Somewhere in the heart of this city, in a small shop closing for the night, a robbery is in progress. But help is on the way. Mind if I drop in? Captain Avenger! John Ritter is Steve Nichols. How about that? Hero at large. Who are you, J. Edgar Hoover? I'm Captain Avenger. Such a nice boy. He can't fly. Tomorrow I'm leaping over a tall building at a single bound. Wrong guy. I'm expanding. He can't bend steel. I'm in big trouble. Fighting crime is a dirty business. But when there's danger, he can't turn away. You're a crazy man. He dresses up in a comic book suit and goes around doing good deeds. Hold it right there. Don't make another move. If they're going to use real bullets, I think I'll retire. He's loved by women. Not always this easy. I bet you say that to all the girls. Cheered by men. They want their superhero and all he stands for to hold on to. And worshipped by children. Captain Avenger. Yes, sir. Let's see you fly. A hero's work is never done. He's nutty, but noble. I'm counting to three, Milo. Who the hell is that? This is Robert Redford. He's dizzy, but dedicated. People putting themselves on the line for other people. That's what being a hero is. But he's really just an actor who got carried away with a role. It's just like any other part. You've got to really get into it. Captain Avenger. Who sends you out on these missions anyway? Your agent? I took a third-rate movie, made it the biggest hit of the year with a simple gimmick. Captain Avenger comes to your neighborhood. Authorities are still wondering who the man in the red, blue, and yellow costume with a large A on his chest really is. It's me, Steve Nichols. All he knows about heroes is that people need one. Uh, yeah, I heard it a couple of times. All he could do was make himself hero at large. Well, I think it's really terrific. John Ritter, Ann Archer, Bert Convy, and Kevin McCarthy. Hero at large. At last, help is on the way. <laughs>
and welcome to Two True Freaks. This is Commentary Monthly Monday, the very first one of 2013. And it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show my good buddy, Michael Bailey. Hey. <laughs> Hello. One of us has to do that, so it might as well have been me I at know. this point. So. Somebody has to talk like they rode the, 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 the special bus. So. I did ride the special bus. What do you... Oh, never mind. <laughs> Those girls put out. I mean... <laughs> they, they don't offer up much resistance either. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh God! Wow! Thank letters. you for see. Thank you for seeing me and raising me, sir. Right out of the gate, the show is wrong. <laughs> well, you got you and me together, so. Yep, that's you know. that's that's where we went wrong, right there. <laughs> wrong always follows that. Well, those that follow either one of us probably already know what uh, what we're going to be covering tonight. But uh, in case you don't, or you you just get these shows downloaded to your iPod blindly or something like that. You don't go to our, our Libsyn page. Whatever. We uh, we are going to be covering a movie that uh, you may very likely have never heard of. This is a... Uh, how would you describe this, Mike? As a, as a hidden gem? A, uh... I think it's something that most people who are around our age, uh, people born in like the late 60s to maybe early 80s, uh, I'd act no. I'd actually say until like the late '60s to the mid '70s, because uh, I doubt anybody. Uh, I, I I say that, and like a thousand people are going to write in and say, "No, I remember this," but that's not the point. Um, there are certain movies that happen that some people just have no idea that they even existed. Right. Uh, and this is definitely one of those movies. It was something that I remember seeing as a kid. Uh, a lot, actually, thanks to HBO showing the crap out of it. Um, because they would air this movie like a thousand times a day, it seemed like. But, you know, you ask other people and they have no idea what you're talking about. The right. Monster Squad is a great example of one of those movies. Right. It, it's just something that, yeah, some people remember and some people know, but you had to you had to be right at the right age for it to hit. And I think this is a good ex example of that. I'll agree with that. So so what we're going to be covering tonight is... Uh, it, it's a favorite of Mike and I, and, uh, and I, I think we'll be able to uh, adequately bring the enthusiasm to explain to you why we love it so much. This is a little movie called Hero at Large that was released uh, according to Wikipedia anyway because I got a cheat for this one I don't know a lot about this movie beyond the fact that I just like it I just dig the movie but I honestly didn't know a lot about it and uh, as we'll get into in our origin story segments um, I hadn't seen the movie in a long 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 time so you know there were things that I, I learned and knew about this watching it again after so many years but it was originally released June 5th 1980, which I think explains very well why this isn't a better-known movie. I think just the simple fact of when it came out and all the big movies that were going on at the time, I think it probably just kind of got buried in the mix, more than likely. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's a reaction film. Yes, very so much so. This is a film that was 
produced and written to be kind of a romantic comedy version of a very popular genre that had just popped up two years before this. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, this movie stars uh, John Ritter, who, you know, if, if you're of our age, more or less, you know, in our in our age bracket, you'll probably know best as, um, what was his name on that show? Jack, Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper, that was it, on uh, Three's Company. Don't Although it pains me that that's probably the thing he's best remembered for, because I think he's had some other fantastic roles. And, and I will be talking about some of those during the course. Yeah, me too. And uh, probably the only other really big star, the only other really important person in the film is uh, is the romantic uh, interest in the film. Super babe, in my opinion, Anne Archer, who, damn, is she hot in this movie. Are, I, are, you, are you suggesting, sir, that Burt Convy isn't a major star? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Burt Convy, and I get the biggest kick out of the fact that he's in this movie. Um, it is but, weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is very strange. We'll be, we'll be talking more about that, but... Uh, for the sake of, of time and everything, um, we should probably go ahead and just dive right into this, and we'll we'll give you more little uh, facts and things as we uh, as we just kind of dive straight in. So, uh, Mike and I, we have our uh, our DVDs queued up, and we're right at zero zero. So, if you have this movie or have access to it or can gain access to it, uh, we want you to watch along with us. Hero at large, we think you're going to really enjoy this flick. So. Are we ready to go, Mike? I am good. I've got my uh, my big drink. I've got... Oh, I'm going to tease you, buddy. I've got the uh, buffalo wing fries. Oh. <laughs> These things are awesome. They are awesome. They're so addictive. So I am good to go. So we're paused at zero, zero. So I'm going to... On the count of three, all right? Here we go. We got one, two, three. There we go. We are going... Meow. Trademark. Trademark. You know, I, I used to know what the Latin was above that, but <laughs> not anymore. I always thought that this was a made-for-TV movie. I didn't realize until watching this again and everything that uh, that this was an actual... Uh, yeah, actual... An actual theatrical release because when I saw it, it was on regular television. Oh, by the way, I get the biggest kick out of the Frank Langella Dracula poster there on, mm-hmm. on Times Square. I think that's awesome. I love that movie too. That's that's one that Chris and I are more than likely going to do for a Halloween this year because I really really dig that movie. Nice, that's a good one. It is a good movie. Anyway. My biggest memory coming away from this movie as a kid, because I seriously, I think I only ever saw it just the one time. I saw it as a kid whenever it was on regular network television, probably in 81, 82, I'm guessing. I, I don't remember how long it took movies to go from theater to, to television back in those it's usually days. like one or two years. I, I, I would... I would venture more onto the two year than the one that's what i was thinking i I, for some reason 82 stuck in my head because i'm i'm thinking that i saw this on tv about the same time that superman 2 was in theaters well no that would have been 1980 though right when was yeah that would have been 80 Uh, anyway i only ever saw it just the one time on network tv 
And it's funny that you say that it was on HBO all the time because I was an avid HBO kid, but I don't remember ever catching it on HBO. But the memory I took away, the thing I've never forgotten all these years, is this opening theme to the movie has always stuck with me. I seriously don't laugh. I consider this one of the best superhero themes. I really love this piece of music. And that's the reason I've wanted to rewatch this movie all these years. And so, you know, when I finally got the opportunity to, to get a copy of it, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to watch this. Then I sit down and watch it and discover that, oh, my goodness, this, this wasn't just for TV. This was a theatrical release. It has language and, and everything else. I mean, it's not like racy or anything. I don't think there's any like nudity or what. But there's a couple of lines in here that kind of shocked me. There was a point where... Uh, where the bus full of Captain Avengers is is pulling away, and you can clearly you, you can uh, clearly hear one of the kids that's kind of mocking um, Captain Avenger. You know, in the, in his public appearance, you can hear one of them as the bus is pulling away. He goes faggot, and I was like, "Whoa, this wasn't on regular TV." <laughs> so it really shocked me, but uh, what a great movie! You know, there the woman just uh, just swore. So I think that was what gave it away to me while I was watching it. I was like, well, this wasn't on regular television. I, um, this is one of those films, like I, I, I don't know if I said it on the show or in the preamble talk, so I'll just repeat myself just in case. Um, as a kid, I didn't read a whole, oh my God, this guy. Um, sorry. Uh, I remember him from Kid Cup. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Kid Co? No, I don't think it had the the kid from the toy and Christmas Story. Uh, but he was the main kid in the toy with Richard Pryor. Uh, went on to be a porno star. Is that true? Uh, yeah, actually, he talks about that in an interview where he says that it didn't really work out because he had performance issues. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just got distracted uh, with that actor. Um, I, I didn't really read a whole lot of comics as a kid, but damn it, I love superheroes. And my... my um, parents would always be kind of on the lookout for stuff like this because they knew that no matter what, if it had a cape and somebody running around, I would want to see it. So as a kid, we always had, you know, it's one of the things that you and I kind of have in common is that we always had cable, it seemed like. Right. And we always had HBO. And this movie was on HBO a lot. And I had never really, until 1996... I had never sat down and watched the movie from beginning to end. I would just see like the beginning and not see the end or see the middle and not see the beginning or the end or whatever. And then in 1996, I was sitting at home. We had HBO with the apartment I had with my sister. And she's like, hey, Mike, Hero at Large is coming on. And I'm like, what? What's that? She goes, that movie with John Ritter. And I just bounded down the stairs. <laughs> it's just like, holy crap. And I was really surprised at how... It looks, it looks like the, like the Spider-Man show that was on about the same time. I'm sorry. I didn't mean uh, to Even in the you. best of shape, I couldn't do what he was doing. <laughs> um, actually, this also looks a little like the uh, 1975 Superman musical. Yes. Um, but uh, 
what impresses me about this film is that as much as it is about it is a romantic comedy and as much as it is a reaction to Superman the movie and the popularity of that it's actually a really well put together film yes it is I mean you have John Ritter in the lead and I you know we, you were saying before how it, it's uh, too bad that he's best known for Three's Company actually to a lot of people his physical comedy in Three's Company is like the pinnacle of that type of comedy. Right. Uh, and it is... Hello. <laughs> How are you today? She is such a babe. I think she would have made a much better Lois Lane than Margot Kidder. That's very true. Did she uh, Did she test for the role? Yeah, it's on uh, on the DVD. You can see her... Um, you can see her screen test. That's funny. I've watched that, and I just don't remember her being one of them. What's funny is uh, while I was doing some, uh, you know, just a minimal amount of research on this uh, in prep for the show, I was thinking about the other movie that I always really liked her, and probably the movie that I know her from was uh, Raise the Titanic, and it turns out that these two movies were made within months of each other, so she was basically working on both films at the same time. I just, I just, I just think it's really funny that she looks, you know, without knowing that, I just was thinking, wow, she really looks the same as she looks in that movie, and turns out, you know, they're within the same year and everything. So, I just think, I'm not really trying to take anything away from Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. I just think she has better chops for that role. Like you see her now, you can see her in the Daily Planet building, talking with a very clipped tone and you know trying to get to the story. Absolutely. So um, I just think you know, you know, you see, you watch those <laughs> those screen tests and you're like, really, Stockard Channing? I never would have saw that, seen that, but you know, she. I wonder uh, what chemistry she would have had with uh, with Chris Reeve, though, because as much as I, I really, really like Ann Archer, at the same rate, I don't think that she could pull off... Or, or I guess I should rephrase. I, I wonder if she could pull off simultaneously that sense of being a really hard-bitten reporter, you know, tough-as-nails girl, all that sort of thing women's lib and all that yet also go totally gaga over superman and i think that's one of the the things that uh margot kidder did really really well that she doesn't yeah. get enough credit for no i'll agree with that completely uh but john going back to john ritter real quick i i think he's a very undervalued actor absolutely um, absolutely know, he, you know he he made it big at first on the waltons as, That's right. Uh, yeah. A preacher character, basically. But after Three's Company, and do you remember uh, Two's a Crowd? I, I guess you already have a date for It was a. It was the. He got married, right? Yeah, he got married, and it spun off into a show called Two's a Crowd. And it was a pretty awful, but I remember watching it as a kid. So that's why I can sit there and talk about it. But he starred in a bunch of movies, and I'm not talking the Problem Child films, which I could give a crap about. I forgot all about that. Yeah. But it's like he would be in these like random movies. Like there's a movie where he's with James Belushi called Real Men, where James Belushi is a CIA agent who has to track down John Ritter 
his character because he's the dead ringer for a CIA agent that was just killed and they have to make contact with aliens and it's him hmm. trying to get him to that rendezvous and it's hilarious and it's mostly because he's playing the straight man now look just to Captain Event right there he just turned around the kid in the jean jacket Kevin Bacon it's Kevin Bacon holy crap <laughs> see that's they, they wouldn't have played that on TV back then I don't think this is right around the time he would have been doing Friday the 13th the first one too so it's I true changed my opinion of of John Ritter I mean not that I ever had a bad opinion of him but all I really ever knew him from growing up was three's company which you know my father would famously always refer to shows like that as shit shows you know <laughs> he just didn't have much tolerance for you know cheesy you know run-of-the-mill um sitcoms which i always kind of thought uh, that way of three's company i didn't think it was you know a particularly good show although i thought he was good in it but what really changed my opinion of him and made me really sit up and take notice of him was he was in a um a blake edwards movie that now for the life of me i'm not gonna be able to think of what the name of that is that the one with the glow in the dark yes that's the that's the part that anyone who ever saw that or saw the commercials for it that's the part everybody remembers is there's basically a lightsaber fight in the movie between two you know two condoms basically it was like a, a i think it's a blue one and a red one the scene is completely dark and that's all you see is these two glow-in-the-dark condoms running around the scene. It's it's hysterical. And that's the scene everybody remembers from that movie. But it was actually a really, really good movie. And he played this uh, this down-on-his-luck writer who was, who was having, like, you know, like this awful writer's block. And basically his whole life... I want one of these posters, by the way. His whole <laughs> life was just kind of falling apart. And uh, it's not your... your your typical um, Blake Edwards movie. I mean, yes, it's funny and it has comedic bits, but it really was a very serious drama movie about this guy having a serious like midlife crisis and everything, and and not at all the kind of role that you would think of for somebody like John Ritter, who up to that point had been um, almost uh, almost like a jerry lewis type in a in a weird kind of way you know with his antics on on three's company and i saw that movie and was just blown away by it i thought he was really excellent in that you were gonna have to look at this horrible judgment with that money yeah no kidding look at that mounds oh crap look at all those old uh logos oh, i love it look at the hostess fruit pies Hostess got bought. Are those hot? Oh, did they? Hostess got bought oh, by the good. same people that make Wonder Bread. Uh, now I gotta look that movie up because I cannot think of the name of it. Save my life. I don't think we've ever publicly done this, so we'll go ahead and do it now. If Charlie Niemeyer's uh, listening, Charlie, thank you for and Superman of the Bronze Age recycling our Hostess Fruit Buy commercials. It really touched me that he thought highly enough of them to uh to play them during his commercial breaks <laughs> is he really yeah he would do I that i was listening to some old episodes i was like this is awesome skin deep that was the name of that skin movie. deep yeah that skin deep great movie mind if i 
I drop in. I'm gonna cut you in. I always wanted to see uh, Stay Tuned, too. That was supposed to be a really funny movie. Uh, if I remember, I saw it once. It was a really funny movie. Um, see, and this is the brilliance of this film right here, is that just by chance, this actor, who's kind of idealistic anyways, happens to just do this, and his life is completely changed because of it. Right. I'm glad you use that word idealistic because that's one of the things I wanted to talk about with this movie that that impresses me the most about it is that again you know not I hope I don't sound disparaging but John Ritter's not somebody that you would think of if somebody said you know I want to make a superhero movie I kind of want to want to kind of ride the coattails of the success of Superman the movie and Superman 2 and we want to make a, a, a superhero movie. Who should we cast? I don't think John Ritter would necessarily be no. on that short no, list of it's, actors. It's like William Catt as the greatest American hero. Right, exactly. But he's phenomenal in this because he doesn't necessarily fit the role. But he's got he brings to this role exactly what um, Chris... Um, what's his name? Chris Evans... That played yeah. Captain America. What what he brought to that movie, to Captain America, he's he's sincere and earnest and uh, and idealistic, and I really like his portrayal in this. He's he doesn't fit the mold necessarily in in his looks or mannerisms, but he does in in that gee whiz Boy Scout kind of way, and I, I really like that. I mean, I think that's what's the the strongest selling point of the movie is just. He really believes in what he's doing and, and the things that he says when he's portraying Captain Avenger, and I love that. Well, you get the sense that, you know, even though he's an actor in New York City and probably a serious thespian who's doing this just to, you know, make some extra bucks, that when he's out there signing the... I mean, that scene where he was signing the autographs, you got the sense that he kind of bought into what this whole thing was. Exactly. And, you know, he could have gone into stopping the guy with the knife you know with his mask off but he put the mask on and he and he confronted him and he swung in i mean it was this great scene and just like looking at him right now he's like over the moon that this just happened right and it's only because other people want to basically take him for a ride i guess is the best way to say it that things get really out of hand I cannot for the life of me remember what this restaurant is called, but I always associate this restaurant with the Muppets Take Manhattan. Is it the it's not the Brown Derby, right? No, it's, that was in uh, LA in the fifties. I should Who know is what it that? Is. And why does she look so damn familiar? Who the little girl? No, the the actress. The actress? The... She does look familiar, but I can't think of who she is. Benji! I I never got into Benji. No, I didn't either. I got drugged to a lot of them, but this guy right here looks familiar too, like he was on like Shauna Na or something. <laughs> he does have like serious late seventies hair, doesn't he? Oh my God, is she gorgeous? Yes, she is. Absolutely that. <laughs> After I watched this, I looked her up on the net just to see, like, 
for one, is she still alive? Because sadly, so many people in this movie are not with us anymore, which really made me bummed out. But she is still alive. She's still gorgeous. She's in like her 60s now, I think, like mid 60s. But that would man, she's still smoking hot. It's about 40 years since Superman. Since hey, I was right about that dude being Kitco. Kidco. I can't believe <laughs> the crap I remember. You know the. Uh, I, I guess your. I guess the lesson here is is that Mike watched way too much TV as a kid. <laughs> One day I'm going to turn that into, like, a living. But, uh... <laughs> he's just really effortlessly moving through this scene. Like, he's not stopping, he's not getting distracted, he is right. totally in the moment. Everybody here looks like I should know them. <laughs> You're right. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Look at all the... Uh, okay, they don't play the music while the scene is going on. Right. Just just, just to tell everybody. <laughs> I know that's a silly thing, but it always bugs me in movies. See, the thing that, that I really took away from this watching it again was that, okay, yes, it's dated as far as hairstyles, clothing styles, the cars, that sort of thing. I, you know, But if you can get past that... The message this movie is putting out there, I think, is just as relevant today, maybe even more so, than it was back then. That you know, yes, we live in a in a fast-paced, hectic world, and in you know, grown-up things and all that sort of thing. But there's there should still be a place for that that gee whiz, golly, wide-eyed, you know idealism and I, I really liked that message in this movie you know that he was really sincere in what he believed in and, and you know really trying to convey to people that yeah captain avenger might be a goofy concept and a, and a weird guy in a funny costume but there was something important behind it and the message behind it and i, I thought that that was really sweet i wonder if this was an audition piece I don't know why I just had that thought. Anyway, scene, yeah, that the, you know, just kind of as a way to see what their chemistry together right. is going to be like. And I think they've got great chemistry in this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it. You know, you you obviously think he's going to be attracted to her because she's gorgeous, but there's got to be something else there too, right? And here's here's just another example of that dude looks like Kirk Allen. Um, <laughs> Well, he can't have Ann Archer, so he's just going to settle for Joe the Bum. Well, the Bum won't tell. <laughs> the terrible, terrible things that are about to happen to he him. He actually takes him in that alley and murders him with an axe. That's that's the scene they cut out. That's, uh... That <laughs> yeah, they cut out all the scenes where the character went and choked out a hooker because that's what he <laughs> Look at that television. As a matter of fact... My grandparents had a television just like that. Yeah, so did mine. Why is he sleeping on the couch? What's funny is that guy that's playing the newscaster is familiar to me too, like I should know him from something and I don't know what. You know what I want to see in this, and, I, and just because I haven't seen it in years, I want to see a crazy Eddie commercial. <laughs> His Chris told me that guy went to prison. I can't remember what for, but... That's what he told me. 
takes care of a couple of you know it's really telling the set design of this is that he's got two swords over his couch right. but they don't match <laughs> I didn't need to see that <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing I got excited please I'm not interested in your personal life She's a character in herself. Yeah, and and that actually just... I never had a crazy landlord, but I always kind of wanted one. So, former actress, now owning an apartment complex. Yeah, her life sucks. There's a lot there. She's probably got, like, a kid that... She's probably got knocked up at, like, 25. Ruined her career. She died worth like $25 million, left it all to her dog. Oh, that dude looks like he should be selling me a car. What is he master? Dude, close your legs. Jesus. Just look at those. God, this is taking me back to this time period. <laughs> I was very young, but some things never leave you, like the bad fashions. And, I mean, his tie is huge. At least they're actually filming the television too. I used to hate back in this era when they would they would show in a movie they would show the television, but the screen of the television was dubbed in from like a composite cut. Well, you kind of had to do that, um, mainly because of cameras couldn't at the time pick up an image on the television, so you had to burn it in. Right. So. You could do. Sometimes it looked good. Sometimes it didn't. Bert Convy, that just cracks me. You know what? I I did not know that he. For one, I didn't know he was dead. For two, I didn't know he died so long ago. He died in 1991, and I had no idea he'd been. I remember that because I. One of the other films I would watch on HBO forever was Cannonball Run. Um, right, which, yeah. Jack, we should do a commentary for, because uh, I love that movie. <laughs> but he was also in a superhero cartoon, wasn't he? Burt Convy? Yeah, where he, where he was like tiny. Like he was not not inch high private eye, but he was the voice. What was that show called? Was he really? I, 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 I could be completely wrong about this, but I don't think I am. What's uh, what's other dude's name there? Is that is it Kevin McCarthy? Is that his name? I think yeah, so. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, that's his name. Probably most famous for uh, he's the one that uh, that runs screaming that they're they're coming and trying to warn everybody at the end of the original uh, invasion of the body snatchers. I thought he looked familiar, and I just couldn't place it. Thank you for that. Well, he was that. also in UHF, if you've ever seen... I know you like that movie, right? UHF? Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, but I love that movie. He was the he was the evil rival uh, network guy, you know, the TV guy in that movie. In UHF. Apparently, Burt Convy was in a movie called The Man in the Santa Claus Suit. Now I really want to see that. God, what is that? I I, I, I guess it just looked like him, and when I was a kid, I associated the two. 
because I can't. Uh, I can't find anything on yeah, it. It's wrong. I'm, Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking on his on his Wikipedia, but I'm not seeing anything here. But he died in 1991. He started working in like 1958. Yeah. did. See, he did a lot more stuff in movies and TV than I ever realized because I always knew him, of course, from uh, from Tattletales. That's really all I ever knew him from. So I saw him in this, and I'm like. All right, now, not that I've got anything against Burt Convy, because I always liked him on that show, but why the hell did they cast the guy from Tattletales? And it turns out, no, he had, he actually had a career beyond that show, but I just never saw it, you know? I love these glasses he's wearing, though. He's like he's, I don't know, Neil Diamond or something. It's hysterical. Out August night in the moon. You know, he's not wearing a tie because it would just choke him, apparently. Good God in heaven. Look at that white tie on that dude. <laughs> we would like to thank Perrier for supplying the water for this film. What in your shirt? Yeah, you don't have a high... He doesn't have a lot of gold chains and he doesn't have a hairy chest. Dude, button it up. I love this theme. I want that van. I was about to say, we need to we need to find this van and tour the country in it. Two true freaks across America. Thing. That would be awesome. <laughs> I wonder how much it would cost to buy the copyright to Captain Avenger. <laughs> and why was there not a tie-in comic? Um, I'm kind of surprised at that because do you remember what was that show called? Once a Hero. There was a show on for five minutes in 1988 that had like a comic book hero coming to the real world yeah it was called once a hero it was on 1987 and marvel published a tie-in book to it with the hero what was his name oh crap captain justice huh. so i'm kind of surprised that they didn't do something with this because if you're going to do a captain justice comic for a TV show that literally lasted three episodes, um, I really wish they would put that out on DVD because I rather liked it. Then again, I was 11. So. <laughs> Things that you like at 11 sometimes don't age well. This is very true, sadly. Like turtle pies. <laughs> what company put this out? Was this Warner this Brothers? This is Metro Gold America. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to read the logo at the bottom of the Captain Avenger poster there, and I couldn't read it. No, I mean, it had Metro Gold America at the beginning, so. Though some people probably don't even know what Metro Golden Mare is at this point. That's true. It's like that sad time when you're a teenager when you realize that United Artists uh, no longer exists the way it was, so you won't see that logo at the beginning of films anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's. I mean, look at him. His performance here, he is believing everything, or his character is at least. Right. Everything he's saying. And, and that is, I mean, this is something you could actually remake today. I would hate to see, because they would probably, I'm not trying to insult the man, they'd probably give it to Judd Apatow, and Seth Rogen would be the hero. Um, which might be a funny movie, but I think, you know, if you were going to remake it, you would want to skew it closer to the feel of the original. Keanu Reeves is Captain Avenger. Whoa. Did she just say Mickey Mouse for president? Yeah, she did. 
Make sure Why would he want to be president? Right. He has all the power he needs. Right. I mean, really? Think about it. Mickey Mouse controls the world. I was just going to say, why run the country when you can run the whole world? <laughs> I mean, you work for him. Mm-hmm. So, give it time. Everybody will. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> when they buy Star Trek, then it's all over. <laughs> Oh my god, she's smoking, smoking hot. Do you need a minute on this? I might need a minute, yes. I'm going to okay. mute myself for a little I while. Was about, thank you, because I don't need to hear that happy Harry Arkansas. <laughs> don't, well, smack, <laughs> don't start smacking the back of your neck. <laughs> I did, uh, during my research, find that she uh, she got naked in a movie. I have to find out what movie it is and uh, and do some research. <laughs> some in-depth research with the uh, freeze frame that's and, uh, it and google search that's it exactly <laughs> hope that the resolution's good enough on it see that look that little look she gives right there oh she's a dirty dirty girl <laughs> i miss john ritter i uh I my know. dad never liked him either, by the way. He, He's In fact, his favorite thing to say was the best thing about John Ritter ran down Texas' leg. Aww. Uh, <laughs> I think your dad and my dad would have gone bowling. Um, in well, see, the thing is, is I don't think my dad had anything against John Ritter. It was just the show he was on. Because, I mean, come on, honestly, Three's Company was shit, man. It was, really... it, was a, it was a dumb show that was predicated on... You know, Suzanne Summers' breasts for a lot of the, you know, the whole thing was, Jack, Jack, what are you doing? I mean, really, that was the plot of every episode. But come on, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of really talented people come out of really crappy shows like that. I mean, you got, you know, John Ritter coming out of that show. You got um, um, Tom Hanks coming out of Bosom Buddies. I mean, you know, sometimes. It always bugged me that Peter Scolari never had a bigger career because I thought he was just as good as Tom Hanks on that show. Mm hmm. Which is why I like seeing him in that thing you do. It's like ah, giving your old your old coworker a, a break. Bosom Buddies was actually kind of funny though. Dude, I cannot wait for Saving Mr. Banks. I'm really excited about that movie. I can't wait for that to come out. What movie is that? It's um, I'm not sure when it's coming out. I I want to say around like Christmas time next year. It's um. I don't know a lot about it, to be honest with you. It's It's got something to do with the story behind how Mary Poppins got made. Oh, wow. But it's got um, Tom Hanks is playing Walt Disney in the Ooh, movie. I see. I see. Yeah, I've seen this, the pictures of that. And he looks phenomenal. I mean, he really looks like, like he's getting into the role. And, uh, and I'm excited. I, I think this will be very, very interesting. Your love of Walt Disney warms my heart. And I, mean, and I mean that in all sincerity. Well, I think he'll be really good in the role. I, I think he'll be, he'll be, you know, I think he'll make a good Walt, but I think he'll be very sincere. But I'm hoping also that I'm, I'm hoping that they'll allow him because I'm not sure exactly who all is doing the production and who all is behind it. But I'm hoping that. You know, while I want to see it be family friendly and that sort of thing, at the same rate, 
I'm hoping that they'll give him a, a, a long enough leash to where they can bring as much of the real Walt to the screen as, as they feel comfortable bringing in that. We're not going to get simply, you know, Uncle Walt, you know, the, the public face that he put on, you know, on television, you know, during his lifetime. I'd really like to see them broaden him a little bit and and allow the real guy to come through because i think that there's just that there's so much of it out there that that you know that marketed walt disney of being you know the 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 very benevolent you know kindly uncle you know and not so much the the toughest nails businessman and that sort of i'd really like to see more of that come through but but anyway that's How can every subject. scene we see this woman in, she looked like she just got laid? <laughs> Look at that hair. Oh, my God. He's thinking the same thing. Go away, Ruth Buzzy. No, Ruth Buzzy has talent. <laughs> Do you see how the, the screen is kind of flickering a little bit? Right, yeah. That's that's the problem with most film. And the only reason I know this is years ago when I was working for Home Depot, they actually used me in one of their training videos. And the guy was explaining that they had a camera that could film a monitor and you wouldn't get that effect. So that's why a lot of the time they burn it in. I can what? see why you like this this theme so much. What uh? What do you think of the Captain Avenger outfit? Uh, outside of the stripes, I think it's a <laughs> it's a pretty fun comic book superhero thing. I mean, it's supposed to be generic superhero, right? And they nail it. I mean, it you looks had... like Superman and Captain America and Captain Marvel all rolled into one. You and I think so alike sometimes it is scary because that's that's exactly what I was going to say is that I like everything about it except uh, the stripy uh, underpants yeah. look really ridiculous. But the rest of it I think looks awesome. Yeah, when I went to uh, Metropolis back in 2008, uh, which hopefully will still be going this year, though that might be in question now, um, there's a lot of cosplayers there. And I'm just walking down the street, and I was like, I saw, uh, it's a guy named Stephen Kirk. He's on the Super Friends of Metropolis page on Facebook. Uh, and he's dressed as Captain Avenger. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Of all the things to see, I mean, you had the dude dressed as Rogue, which was kind of creepy. <laughs> um, and boy, did he hate that I didn't know who he was dressed as, and he had to explain it. Um... And you had like all the Superman and all the Lex Luthers and all that, and just randomly Captain Avenger. Congratulations. That's cool. If I drop some weight, I might be able to pull off Captain Avenger. I don't know. Uh, I drop some weight, I might be able to pull off Otis. <laughs> Mr. Luthor. Mr. Luthor. Oh, God. God, they look like the guys from Superman the movie. <laughs> this reminds me of the part in Superman the movie where uh, where the cops are chasing the bad guys to the dock and they get away on the boat. It reminds me a lot of that. I wonder if that's the guy from that scene, actually. <laughs> you never know. Weirder things have happened. I'm sure there's, a, I'm sure there's some crossover with, uh, with these nope. things. 
Where did he get the cab from? Is that his day job or something? I guess so. I uh, Every time I see this film, I always miss that. They're going to be pissed that he dented the cab up. Hey, you! Get the hell out of here! <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> well, action-y for the movie. Oh, I hate when that happens. Well, you wanted to stop them. Oh, now look, they had the, the tow, had the tow ropes on it, too. They didn't even bother to cut it out of the scene. <laughs> this is a good scene right here. Mm -hmm. Except that the cops just let him just drive right off, which I always thought was a little bit weird. Well, they're a little distracted at the moment. Yeah, this is the I didn't quite think this whole thing through scene. <laughs> yeah. But the moment he gets shot, it's amazing to see the look on his face. It's very realistic, I think. And he just falls on his ass like it's... This is kind of leads to a sweet scene between him and the neighbor. Just kick it in, you pussy. Yeah, let's see how many doors you're kicking in after you got shot. This is true. So. Again, she oh, looks like she just rolled right out of bed. God. No, it was not yours. I'm sorry. Jay. Hi, Jay. <laughs> Mr. Nichols, what the hell? Okay, the woman playing Mrs. Mrs. Havacek is named Anita Dangler. That's 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 a name that I should never have told you about. <laughs> I, I got a little carried away this time. Anita Dangler. <laughs> that's just okay. God, she's one of those people that was on every TV show in the in the seventies. Kojak. Eight is enough. Barney Miller, Mork and Mindy, the Waltons. It's locked. What? I didn't pay the rent. Well, he's an out-of-worked actor. What are you going to talk? Oh, apparently, Doctor Joyce Brothers is in this movie. Oh yes. Huh. She's another one that was in like every movie back then too. Whatever happened to her? Is she still alive? I don't know. Dear Abby just died. Aw. I didn't know you were a fan. Well, I'm not a fan, but I mean, still, you know. I didn't have anything against her personally. She never pissed me off too much. <laughs> this is like the idea of, like, Dr. Ruth pissing you off, so. <laughs> yeah, she's another one, Dr. Ruth. Is she still alive? I haven't seen her in anything in a long time. You know, this looks remarkably like his apartment, just dressed differently. <laughs> Which I guess would make sense, because they're all in the same building, but still. I'll be alright, I'll be alright. All I need is to rest for a while. Please don't, they have to report gunshot wounds. I'll be fine, I just need to rest. But it does, he's got like the Captain America Superman pants, the Captain America shorts. Oh yeah, it's a total amalgamation of a bunch of different, uh, different superhero outfits. I think that's what's cool about it, though. Yeah, it's kind of like the greatest American hero outfit, where they 
they they managed to create something completely original by ripping everything else off. Well, that and was something I was going to ask you. Is did that? Am I crazy in thinking that that show spun out of this movie somehow? Um, I don't think so because I watched every single documentary on the Greatest American Hero box sets that I have, and it was more of them wanting to do a superhero type show because it was popular at the time. Right. So I don't think one had anything to do with the other. Though that would be that's the crossover we need. Hero at large meets the greatest American hero. That'd be very cool. I'm talking to an aggressive young man. which reminds me on the next Comics Monthly Monday I gotta we we have to sit there and gush about the fact that apparently Dave Stevens was planning a Superman Rocketeer crossover. Oh man, I wish that had happened. With the War of the Worlds as the backdrop. I mean, it's just like, okay, there is no bad in this. <laughs> I meant to ask you, do you happen to have the um, the Rocketeer 3D book that Neil Adams drew? No, I don't. So I saw that on eBay, on eBay the other day, and it wasn't terribly expensive. I ended up getting outbid on it, but I didn't bid a whole lot because I was nervous to get it because I don't know exactly what's in it, other than I know it's 3D, and, and at least some of it, at least the cover anyway, is by Adams, you know, Neil Adams. But I'm not sure about the content of the book, you know, how much of it may be... You know, basically, I don't know what what all it is. So I didn't want to pay a lot for it, but uh, I'm really curious about that. Was this guy also in Twilight Zone, the movie? Yes, he was. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Twilight Zone. Yes, yes, he was. He was in the... Uh, what's the name of that sequence? It's A Good Life or something like that, I think is the name. He, he's the he's the uncle. Yeah, the kid in the cornfield, basically. Yeah. That Bill Mummy was originally in. Right. In. Though apparently in an Outer Limits remake, they brought back Outer Limits like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they did a sequel to that episode with Bill Mooney and his real life daughter as that character with his daughter. Oh, wow. I really wish I could have seen it because I just ended up missing it out because it was, you know, before DVRs and I'm crap about that anyways. So look at that. Oh, look at the girl with the shorts. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe the late seventies, early eighties wasn't all bad. What are you doing? Uh, I think he's brushing his teeth. Get back in <laughs> With her toothbrush. <laughs> no, it was his finger. A hero's work is never done. Get back in bed. Okay. <laughs> are you hungry? Or, or, come with. Yeah, exactly. So she's got a day bed. Get what over with. This very nice man at the pharmacy told me exactly the, what to do. You know, it's it's. I told him my dog had an that's a very nice apartment. She seems to actually be successful in her career. I'm wondering why she's living in that building. Because it doesn't seem to be terribly good. I am not why did you buy condoms? Oh, oh, okay. I don't expect you to take care of me. Who do you suggest? You're such a good name. She's everything I liked about women back then. I don't care that it, you know the hairstyle is dated and the clothes are dated. She's just I gorgeous. Think, I don't think feathered hair ever goes out of style. <laughs> At least in, a, in 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 the in the perfect world, it shouldn't. In all honesty, so. 
I'd be, you know, I, I said before that I would want to see this film remade. Actually, now I've changed my mind because as as good as they could do it, I think the chances of them screwing it up would be, you know, mm-hmm. would just be it, it's too great that it would become like a gross out comedy. I mean, I never saw that superhero movie that came out a couple years ago that uh, Leslie Nielsen was in. That was kind of like airplane for superhero films. Oh, yeah. Just because, not because I, I'd be like offended that people are making fun of superheroes because that's, that'd be kind of stupid. Just because it looked like a dumb movie. <laughs> I mean, the best thing, the, the best satires, and I, and, I, and I think this movie qualifies for that, are the ones that manage to pull off the genre just as good as the best of that genre but still kind of take the piss out of it a little bit. You think this is a satire, though? I I, I think that's what it intended to be. I don't think that's what it ended up being. I think it ended up being, like, like I think the, 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 the high concept of this was, hey, we're going to do a romantic comedy and there's going to be a superhero thing, and it just ended up having a really good heart to it. Right, exactly, yeah. So, I, I think... That whether intentionally or accidentally, I, I think it ends up being one of the best of the superhero movies just because of that, the heart that it has. Yeah, especially the ending, too, and we're almost halfway through the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, we're almost half of this movie is just flying by. I'm in the way. Why don't I get out of here? Where are you going to go? Because <laughs> you're in terrific Did her hair get shorter from well, the last I, I, scene? I could manage. Look, uh... Right with me Good so raise the Titanic was that set in the present or mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've never seen the film so I remember you talking about it on your excellent Titanic episode oh thank you which kind of brought a tear to my eye at the end it's a uh, it's a guilty pleasure because I, I won't say it's a great movie because it's not I won't even say it's a particularly good movie because I mean that's arguable but I enjoy it. I I, mean, I enjoy it on a lot of levels. One of the big levels is that it's got Ann Archer in it looking smoking hot. Um, I mean, it's it's not a bad little movie. It's just, you know. I think a lot of the problem of it of at in the day when it came out and the reason it, it didn't do better and everything is that it's a little slow paced. Um, it doesn't really have the big payoff that you would expect from a movie like that. It it suffers to me. It feels like like it had budgetary problems. Like they spent all the money on the effects and and the models and everything, and so they had to kind of narrow in the focus of the movie. And it it it's not the broad sweeping adventure that the book is because it's based on a book by uh, by Clive Cussler, and the book is you know it's much broader and a. a and it's more of like an Indiana Jones type of adventure in the book. Oh yeah, baby. There we go. Hi. But uh but I mean it's not bad. It's it's definitely worth a look. It's got a really good soundtrack. And it's got some really good actors in it. You know, it's got her in it. It's got uh Alec Guinness is in it in a really really good part. Um Richard Jordan is in it. And I really like him, although I don't think he makes a particularly good Dirk Pitt. I still like him as an actor. And it's got Jason Robards in it, who I always really, really like. So, I mean, it's definitely worth a look. I like Jason Robards, too. Yeah, I do. I liked him a lot. Sadly, it uh, that's it. Bend over just a little more, please. 
he uh or you know the the the, the thing about the movie today is it's badly dated because not only again you know hairstyles and that sort of thing and special effects but also in the fact that the way that they bring the ship up in that movie could never ever happen because not long after that movie was made the real ship was found and you know of course now today we know that it you know it's it was in two pieces two pieces and and you know the the back half is so badly smashed that there's just no way so given your your love of that uh just the whole thing uh how do you feel about the titanic being in the fortress of solitude most of the time (laughs) um what about you i don't know i never really thought about it being the titanic in the fortress of solitude but i I guess i mean i know it is in the in the grant morrison story i don't know if it's supposed to be that way in the in the actual you know the original old silver age stories i'm not so sure but i know that in um one of Burns' issues, I want to say it's Man of Steel number one, but I'm not sure. But there's one where Ma Kent's looking through the uh, her scrapbook, and there's a story in there about the Titanic mysteriously resurfacing. You know, which was one of those you know before he revealed himself, little Superman moments. I always thought that was really cute. You know, they're really spending a lot of time of this film just in her him and her apartment mm-hmm. and not much is really happening i don't mind i'm just you know in today's kind of fast-paced movie stylings you, you don't really see people taking the time for that kind of character development anymore jesus look at your nut hugger shorts good lord why is somebody you woke up this morning and you put those on and you said i'm good and i'm not so you need yeah keep dude. that leg right where it is dude, dude. I don't... <laughs> he's wearing not hugger shorts to a to the degree where it doesn't even look like he has any drawers on and then, and then he's, he's, like he's got a turtleneck and a sweater well who dressed this guy well, again it's you, you ever you worked retail enough to know that sometimes you look at somebody and went and, and, and like you looked in the mirror this morning for like a good long time. You you saw whatever was wrong, like this one guy that seriously had a three foot hair hanging off of a mole. And he, he, he looks at that every day and he he goes, I'm good. And he walks out into public. So. Can you wear a size seven? Uh, did, did you just hit puberty, John? <laughs> Someone's here. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> really? You think? <laughs> I guess people don't take showers anymore. <laughs> I guess you would This guy's such a scumbag. Yeah, he. You, you know what? You know the only thing you could really uh, feel good about is you know that that hair that hair is going to disappear in like five years, <laughs> and he's going to have like the worst toupee ever. Either that, or he's going to get the hiv. He's just slimy all over. He does look like the poster child for like herpes, doesn't he? <laughs> I love his reactions. Milo, you can be very pushy. All right, talk about it. Yeah, you you are getting uncomfortably into like date rapist material. Yep, exactly. (laughs) There's nothing the matter. 
Look at that Except shirt that tied off at her midriff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go, Scott. Because <laughs> I want to stop you from making a very large mistake. <laughs> I, there's nothing large about you, Milo. I can tell. Not <laughs> true. I am a part of He looks so familiar. I mean, just not not him yeah, personally, but just that look looks familiar from some. He looks part. like the 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 Dr Pepper guy. Um, David Naughton. <laughs> I was thinking one of the sweat hogs, but that works too. <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. And I'm good and goddamn ready. I'm kind of <laughs> there is no looking tough here, but I appreciate your effort. One. You better go. Two. So this Kick is his ass. I know, I would have loved that. You should have come out in his Captain Avenger outfit and just, <laughs> just beat the crap out of him. I love that look. Yeah, I knew that the first time. I look like, holy shit! I did it. He didn't kick my ass. That's great. I don't know. I think John Ritter could have taken him. In a comic book suit and goes around doing good deeds like an overgrown Boy Scout. She's adorable. You say that as if it's a bad thing, right? I don't know. Maybe it's because I grew up with comic books. Everything she said sounded perfectly reasonable. The only reason I don't do it is one, I'd die, and two, my wife wouldn't let me. But I think... And, I, and I'm trying to decide which of those reasons is more important. There actually was another big part of this movie that I had completely forgotten about. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But when it happened, I was like, oh my god, I do not remember this part of the movie. Okay, as much as I've liked the score, this is a little... <laughs> it's a little chanka chanka, isn't it? A struggling actor from Calker City. And yeah, who bat. cares? I'm in a pink robe, and that should be hot. Come on. Lady, mm-hmm. you knew this was going to happen the moment you let him in. Yep, exactly. <laughs> he took his time, he was patient, he saw his chance, and Nothing like that post-coital bagel. There should be just like that one episode of Star Trek where after that little scene there, you see him pulling on his Captain Avenger boots. I don't suppose you've seen a high I can't wait until Chris and I get to that episode. I, I can't even remember what the hell episode it is, but they go to a commercial break, and when they come back, Kirk's pulling his boots on. I love it. Well, what did you expect was going to happen? I love her uh, Century 21 uh yeah, she got to go show a house or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. What the hell? Besides, you can't even take care of yourself. I'm sorry, the PTA, you know, is having a My meeting and I need to go. Well. <laughs> yep, yours too. Maybe you're right. God, I remember those coffee mugs. What is that really... thing, that brooch? Or... Oh, it's a, is it a woman on a horse? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, she was about two hours before this. What is that thing? Uh, it's it's a it's flamingos. Is it Siamese twin flamingos? It looks really funny. See you later. <laughs> I think it's a flamingo getting a hummer or something. <laughs> it's like the worst thing. What the hell? Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm looking for Steve Nichols. Uh, his apartment is across the hall. Yeah, but he's not in it. 
He looks like, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Buddy... Um, Buddy Hackett? Buddy Hackett. <laughs> that was it. He does. He looks like Buddy Hackett a little bit from the back. It's about a job. Oh. Could you excuse me for a minute, please? I can see you through the keel. <laughs> that's the, and that's not the creepiest thing about this movie. What is that sticker? It looks like a UNICEF sticker on her door. There was. Okay, it has always bugged me. In real life and in movies, where a dude puts on a tie and it doesn't go down to like his belt, there is a way to do that. Listen, Steve. I may not know much about fancy dressing, but I know how to tie me a tie. But, you know, he's wearing a brown suit with brown suspenders, a blue tie, and a striped shirt. So, obviously, this man is no fashionista. Yeah, that does help. He's a snappy dresser. He's in that not-at-all kind of way. He's a snappy dresser in the way that your grandfather's a snappy dresser. You dressed in the dark. Give him a break. She does look like she's going like that's like the most unher outfit of the entire movie. <laughs> well, I guess if you sleep with a guy, you trust him with the car. Why it got me laid before? I like the Maurice Chevalier uh, poster in the background too. That cracks me up. If I knew who that was, I'd probably appreciate it more. Beautiful thing. Did you ever uh, see the movie The Aristocats or hear that song, The Aristocats? Uh, it's been, well, I was like a kid when I saw The Aristocats. He, uh, we can't say that, can we? He, sa he uh, sang the, uh, that song, sang that song, The Aristocats. Okay. He sang another, uh, another famous Disney song, too. I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. Enjoy It, which was from... Well, Search the Castaways, I think. I, I, which a movie I, I've actually never seen, but I like that song a whole lot. He was one of those old-timey actors. Okay. Button your shirt! Yeah, it is kind of bugging me. I think the question really is, how long can you keep it up? Well, I have to quit, I know that. Um, well, I've got a woman that you can talk to Quitting? about that. <laughs> I like the guy in the background. Hurry this up, wait, i got to get back to the front desk pretty soon. No, he's got to get back to his nut hugger shorts. <laughs> Is that the same guy? I think that's the same guy. Oh, God. I hope he doesn't have those on underneath that suit. I don't know, dude. Look. <laughs> I think he does. Uh, why'd you have to tell me that? Because I wanted to ruin your night. Where is that standee now? I want that standee. You do? <laughs> Where would you put it in your office? Seriously. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'd find somewhere for it. What you still can do. <laughs> My kids have rooms. <laughs> That's it. I'm sorry, guys. You're gonna have to double up. My comics need more space. It's like the thing on Facebook I saw today is we got rid of the kid because it was allergic to the cat. Would you use real swords? Yeah, but that's different. A play, it's make believe. What's Captain Avenger? Captain, you. This is the the kind of tipping point of the movie where. But you did something. He starts getting taken advantage of by forces beyond his control. Right. 
Captain Avenger. To do it, you wore a costume. I want to know who played Captain Avenger in that brief little clip where we actually saw like the real movie Captain Avenger. I just saw that. Don't be selfish. And I can tell you in just a second. I thought that said Catwoman. I was really surprised there for a second. Rod Hayes, who apparently was in a lot of... <laughs> he played the Flash in Legend of the Superhero. No way. Yeah, oh, that's hysterical. Is that the one with Ghetto Man? Uh, no, that was the uh, the superhero roast. But the Legend of the Superheroes was the other one in that. That's funny as hell. That is funny. What is up with that cactus? Trim that thing back already. Jesus, it's crawling up the wall. Are you seeing Ann Archer naked again? Oh, wait, sorry. Never mind. Mr. <laughs> This is... Tell me something. Why do you care about this so much? Oh, you know, she put on an undershirt. Harry, true. Somebody. Don't you think? So, the what? I said she probably is all kinds of hairy, too. If we're lucky. <laughs> you know, it is the 70s, the you know. Yeah, <laughs> that that was kind of popular at the time. <laughs> he's doing a revival of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And they're looking for a new face to play the role of. Uh, uh, what is with those glasses? That's the I think they're trying to be fashionable in a way. Holy I'm sure there is that. some producer that actually wore glasses like that that they're making fun of. I think you ought to talk to you. They're ginormous. Thanks a lot. Thank you very okay, much. how can you not see that he's playing you here? Right. You. Oh, wait, you're young and naive. That's okay. <laughs> That's why we like you. You need an agent, Linda, sir. Get me Calvin Donnelly. Hey, shouldn't you wait till you hear back Ooh. from the guy? What for? He's hooked. Oh, look at that outfit she's wearing. Oh, my God. Mr. Reeves. You are bridging the new decade nicely. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Yeah, see, he did see through him. I just can't. Thanks, anyway. <laughs> it's a nice reaction shot. Wong Hao Chinese <laughs> Was this? I guess this was filmed on location in uh, New York City. Why are those people just standing in the middle of the road? Ah, well, we're just hanging out, you know. Get it's out the neighborhood. <laughs> it's the neighborhood. It's what people do. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Bobbity bobbity. Oh, that's a United Way sticker. That's what that is. I knew it. Yeah, it brings out the best in all of us. I looks better on you. You look better in that robe. What's all this? This is dinner. See, look, her hair is completely different. <laughs> and it's several hours later. She takes her time with her hair. I love that '70s lamp. That is awesome. I think Steve, I think this needs I think all of this stuff needs to come back fashion wise. Mhm. Chung Singapore noodles. I got a job. Yeah. Congratulations. Chung Hao. We'll celebrate. He just chucks her in the arm like a guy. That was funny. But it's not too dry, not too sweet. I'm meeting some agency people. Fortune cookies so wise you will gasp to read. What other movies she's been in? I'm going to have to look that up. 
Aww. Okay. He got turned down after getting uh, lucky. That's not the worst of it. It's coming. Steve. Home is over there. The rent was paid. The lock is off the door. Aww. I hate this part. This kills me. I've gone through this shit so many times in real life. I hated finding this out in this movie because I didn't remember this part. I was like, what? They're, they don't wind up together? No. That look on his face is breaking my heart. So there's things you want to do so you can't have a boyfriend? Yeah, okay. Oh, she was Kathy Ryan in Patriot Games. Yeah, that's right. I'm clear. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. I, I've been trying for the life of me to remember if it shows Ryan's wife in the first movie, and I guess it doesn't, but it seems... Yes, she's played by um, Beverly Crusher. No, no, no. That's the She plays the nanny. I thought that was his wife. I don't, I don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I always thought she was supposed to be like the, like the governess or, or nanny or something. I don't You're know. You're crazy I, about her. I mean, I know she's in there. I know she's in that movie. I, I don't argue that, but I, I, I'm not sure with the role she's playing. I always thought that she was supposed to be, uh, you know, whatever you call that, the nanny, governess, whatever. I don't know, I have to look that up sometime. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ann Archer was... Uh... Which is funny, too, because I don't know if he's in the second one, but Richard Jordan was in the first... Um, you know, in The Hunt for Red October. And then she's in the next one, in Patriot Games, and they were both in Raise the Titanic together. That's funny. I love those little circular connection-type things, you know, the seven degrees type of, type of I've thing. I've made a podcasting career out of it, so... <laughs> Yeah, she was Carolyn Ryan. So yeah, Gates McFadden played his wife. So she was the wife in that. Yeah. Oh, okay, I stand corrected. I did not realize that. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be a She's... jerk about it. No, no, no. I no, I didn't think you were. I just I, that's that really shocks me because that's not at all the impression I've had all these years that that was the role she was it's playing. Probably the British accent she had. Oh God, not this guy. Well, plus, isn't she considerably older than than um, Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. I don't know. I don't see those two as a couple. That's for sure. The Shadow and and Doctor Crusher. I just don't see it. Is he sitting funny on that couch, or is that is the color? I think it's just the couch. Okay. Dr. Joyce Brothers, that's funny. Why is that woman looking at Dr. Joyce Brothers like she wants to have sex with her? It's <laughs> <laughs> the angriest workout ever. Oh my god. He's, he's not happy. I've been there, brother. I feel your pain. Yeah. I think, I think most of us have. But we're married now to beautiful women who put up with our asses. <laughs> I think it's that last part that's the most important. Put up with us. Well, I, I don't. I don't think there was ever a point with your wife, uh, with you and your wife, and me and my wife, where ever you know you ever had to say the fateful words. Look, these comics were here before you, and by God, they will be here after you. Oh yes, so, I have. Oh okay. Oh yes, I have. I made that very plain. 
Yes, because, uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to, to get that out of the way right up front that uh, we're never going to have this. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's me or them argument because love you, but you're going to lose. <laughs> I just lucked out with an enabler. Seriously, we have everybody in here that looks like a stereotypical New Yorker. <laughs> the guy looks like he just came in from Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Either that or he just came from, like, working as a longshoreman. <laughs> I got a cat hat! Can't take my wallet! He looks like Mike Carlin. Where did you just come from? The front of the train? Yes. And then he really just beats the crap out all of All right, now, guy. wait a minute. This is supposed to all be a setup, right? This is Yeah. For, so he really hit that guy. I mean, in order for there to be this smack sound, he would have had to really hit the guy, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's a way you could hit somebody, make the sound, but... Because that's the thing, is that real-life fights... It was actually Christian Bale... Uh, talking about Dark Knight Rises where he said there were a couple scenes where he was you know, Batman and Bane were fighting and Tom Hardy really hit him. Right. And the person interviewing him said, oh, did any of those end up in the movie? He goes, actually, no because it looks better to fake the hit than to actually see somebody get punched. Right. So I guess faking a fight like that is a little easier than I want one. I was about to say, Scott's about to say he wants that. Isn't that just a refurbished uh, Ken doll anyway? I think so. Aren't you glad that he's wearing a turtleneck in this scene? I'm not doing it anymore. I wonder if somebody is actually producing Captain Avenger posters. I doubt it. But... It like a, what was that, a plate or a frisbee or something in the background there, too? Did you see that? Yeah, it's a frisbee. There's mugs? Coffee mugs? That's cool. Merchandising. It's where the real money from the movie gets from. Where is all this stuff today, I want to know? I'm sure there's a <laughs> I'm sure there is a collector out there that has all of this. He bought it at like an estate sale or something. Like they were cleaning out the, the thing and he went to the auction and managed to get all of the Captain Avenger frisbees and stuff. Okay, are, do you got, like, jock itch or something? What was with how he was walking across the room? <laughs> His pants are too tight. <laughs> He's wearing the nuthugger shorts, They share it. It's the love that dare not speak its name. Oh, there's a lunchbox. That's cool. You know why I think you like that Captain Avenger logo? Why is that? Because it looks like the Federation logo from Star Trek, the original Star Trek series. It does. Series. It actually looks a lot like it. No thanks. I'll get there on my own. What's funny is I, I remember doing sort of check on on I forget what site it was for Captain Avenger. It turns out that uh, Marvel actually has a character called Captain Avenger too, but I forget what the the whole deal was with him now. I don't it's remember not dated this movie or not either. I don't remember. Oh, you know who I know who it was. It was Rick Jones during the the Kree Scroll War. 
that was his his alias during that was Captain Avenger. That's right, because he ended up summoning all those like Golden Age characters that came and wrapped up the end of that yes. or whatever. That's who okay. it was. She's wearing that flamingo thing again. Yeah, I was just gonna say that she's got that weird looking thing. It does. It looks like a like a Siamese twin flamingo. You know, it's lady, like it's going at the neck or something. If you wanted to broke it up with me, none of this would happen. I just, I just want you to know that everything that happens from here on in is your fault. <laughs> I like that line. That was always in the uh, commercials for this too. No. Wasn't he the leader of the warriors? <laughs> Nice hat. Who'd you steal it from? A mime? <laughs> yeah, they don't put up much of a fight. <laughs> I snatched it from Marcel Marceau while he was walking against the wind. I swear to God, it's, it's like this dude is going to be the one that's, you know, she's going to be in a hole and he's going to be like, put the lotion on its skin or else he gets the <laughs> I do not like her. I don't think you're supposed to. Run her over. All right, now here's a question for you. Is this the same venue that we would later see in uh, in Spider-Man 3? Might be. It also sure reminds, me of, like it. reminds me of the Lois and Clark episode where they had Superman Day, where you had all the cameos of the creative staff. Yeah. Open your mouth when you talk. Wise guy. <laughs> we're 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 gonna get elected, see? And then I'm gonna be mayor <laughs> of this city, see? Yeah. Yeah. Where is he still alive, Kevin McCarthy? Well, well, there's one way to find out. If only we had the internet. <laughs> I wish somebody would invent this thing where you could look these things up and uh I'm sorry, Your Honor. I am not happy. No, he died in two thousand ten. Did he really? Yeah, uh -huh. it's very sad. How old was he? He was probably about 103, right? Uh, he was born in 1914, so he was 96 years old. Good lord. Well, he was in Inner Space? I completely forgot that he was in Inner Space. God, I, that's I right. That I haven't seen Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I need to dig that one out, because I like uh, Dennis Quaid a lot. See, that movie, one, was one of the movies we went and saw... Um, when we went, my family for three summers went to Ocean City, Maryland to vacation, and we would always see a movie. So we saw that movie, it was 1987, and the reason why it was so damn important is not only do you get to see a movie, which is a big deal, it had the trailer for Superman 4 before it. So, you know, obviously that's, that's the most important thing to me. <laughs> God, his IMDb thing is never ending. Who's that? Kevin uh, McCarthy? Yeah. He was in a lot of stuff. I mean, he literally goes back to, like, the dawn of television. Yeah, to, like, 1944. What I always thought was really, really cool is, you know, the original... Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers ends with him running down the road and he's warning cars, you know, it's like just random people driving by, he's screaming at them that, you know, the, that the invaders are coming and all that, and that's how the movie ends. 
And there's a great scene right toward the beginning of the remake of that movie with um, with Donald Sutherland and Leonard Nimoy, Jeff Goldblum, where uh, he's he's still out there doing the same thing. He's, he he warns them that the the body snatchers are coming and they just think he's like this crazy like homeless person or something it's great i thought that was beautiful that they I need to got the back original. the same guy it was really cool i need to see the original invasion of the body snatchers of course there's a lot of movies i need to see so i don't remember the, the is that channel nine w-o-r is it or is that channel six i think it's channel Oh, yeah, I guess it'd be six if it's facing the same way as the other ones. Yeah, damn it. There's a mime! <laughs> hey, that's the dude who doesn't have a hat either. either. That I don't really matter very much. No, 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 no. no. That's impossible! <laughs> you see, I don't really matter very much as who I am or where I come from or if I'll ever show up again. It's... it's it's what Captain Avenger stands for. That's what's important. Amen. That's what's important. It's a good speech. It is. And he stands for justice. And loyalty. And courage. <laughs> Some bitch broke up with me. <laughs> She's coming around, though. Okay, the girl in the back in the hat's really pissing me off. <laughs> I have no idea why. The one in the red scarf. Or the sweater. But people next door, down the block. People putting themselves on the line for other people. Caring. That black guy just to his right looks like somebody from, like, I don't know, like... Like live and let die or something. He looks like like one of those like Bond henchmen or something. <laughs> ah, crazy face. Crazy. <laughs> that man took me into an alleyway. <laughs> And don't re-elect this guy, because he sucks. <laughs> I'm not used to giving speeches, but... Uh, <laughs> I wonder how old he was when he made this. John Ritter? Yeah. He wasn't very old when he passed away, was he? No, yeah, he, he was like 54. 54. Jeez, that's so sad. So... He was like 32 years old when he made this film. Huh. He won 32. And he was married to a big... Who was he married to? Is she famous? Uh, yeah, she was... Jasmine... She's a very attractive redhead. Amy Yazbek. That name sounds familiar. She was on Wings. She was the redhead on Wings, and uh, she was in she was in the Problem Child films, which is where I think they met. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was the voice of the bit Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, I remember hearing that. He was also really good in Sling Blade. 
I don't think anybody's listening to you. No, they're listening, alright. They're getting worked up. I think they turn on him a little fast in this scene, though, is the thing. <laughs> yeah, especially since it was at the beginning of this scene that they were on his side. Why would she do that? She's a reporter looking for a story. Why would he? Are they paying him? <laughs> and remember, this is all your fault. Who's that guy? It's Fat Elvis. There's another mime in the crowd. Did you see that? Lots of mime. Well, it's New York City. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think of me, just don't forget the idea. We're all day players. It's all a bunch of garbage. I'm gonna kick your ass. Hey Vito, come on. Forget about it. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Whoa. I oh, don't cry. Aw. He's Great, you made the homeless me. man cry. I hope you're happy with yourselves, assholes. Meanwhile, right, how did he escape that enraged mob is the burning question that I have about this movie because it seemed like they were going to take him apart. What do you think, Billy D. Williams? What to do all along? No. Did he lie to you? Did you ever suspect he was a phony? What about a con artist? He wasn't a phony. How big is he? <laughs> a phony. The what? man I knew was real. The bullet wound in his arm was real. I know. I bandaged it. And what he believed in, that was real, too. Did you make How did you find all of this? I'm sorry, but that's all. That guy, I know him from something, too. I... Yeah, he... <laughs> that guy does look like Billy. Yeah. <laughs> That guy always plays a news guy. I don't know what movie I've seen him playing another news guy, but I know I've seen him in something playing a news guy before. How the hell do you think you're going to get into that building? And then they all leave. I love it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, nothing, nothing well, to see here. She's never going to come out again, so we might as well leave. <laughs> we are the worst newscasters ever. <laughs> I don't know why we never get the story. See, I have a theory it was one of those newscasters that sets the fire, too. <sighs> he has pictures of himself in his own apartment. What, you don't have pictures of yourself? I try not to. You've seen me. Yeah, well, you know, this place has a lot of memories, but uh, I think it's time to get the hell out of Dodge. Somebody blew their nose on the front of his outfit, too. That's not cool. You know, that or he ate a burrito. <laughs> now I want a burrito. <laughs> Why does it have to be 2 o'clock in the morning? I was watching for you. Because I don't know about you, but if I ate a burrito right now, I would die when I went to bed. <laughs> keep the bed warm i'm actually more worried about the my stomach revolting 
Is that a Jimmy Carter thing up there on the wall, or is it Jimmy and Billy? I'm sorry. <laughs> Billy Beer? Yeah, it was. It was a poster with, like, big teeth that said Jimmy and Billy, but that's all I could see of it. I wonder if that's about the, the Carter boys. Watch when he goes over. To, see right there? I think it was. Oh I only God. get just a glimpse of it each time, though. I can't read it. <laughs> Maybe we should pause it. <laughs> Just remember this timestamp. I would like to thank Nike for paying for this scene. <laughs> right. Fight back. Keep uh, lady, you are like the worst person to give him advice right now. Get a gun. Fight back. I did. You can be great again. Great again. <laughs> what about your career? I don't. I don't think he has much of. Oh, he's got a Sweeney Todd poster. You're gonna let them take that away from you too. Right, uh, right above his shoulder, right there, where the two kind of stylized people singing. Right, that's Sweeney Todd. So that's probably the original cast. You gonna go out like that? <laughs> Did he steal I got... that from that bum? <laughs> I was gonna say I got through this from this homeless guy I had sex with in the alley. <laughs> Yeah, I said that to you about an hour ago. <laughs> it really is all her fault, isn't it? Yeah. The more I watch it, the more I realize that he would have just... He probably would have said no and gone back to her and tried to have a real life. <sighs> Look, these galoshes, you know, they're going to serve me well in the rain. <laughs> Who's gonna feed the fish? Go back to Cocker City and lick your wounds. Forget your career, forget Captain Avenger, and forget me. Just let the whole world go to hell. Okay. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> I'll forget I ever met you. We'll all forget you. Uh, except you're pregnant with his child. Anything, you know. You're really smoking hot when you're angry, you know that? Is it me, or does that not look like the exterior that we just saw, like, five minutes ago? <laughs> I wonder if he snuck out a back door. Or if I'm just not paying attention. <laughs> this is the part I remember the most from when I was a kid. I think they needed Steve McQueen and Paul Newman in this part. <laughs> Lauren Green's up on the uh, rooftop helping people up. That guy right there playing the fire chief, is he the same guy from the Home Alone movies that does uh, the dirty rat thing? No, what, do we, what do you call it? Not, does he say dirty rat or what does he say? Filthy animal? Filthy animal, that was it. Is that the same guy? Because I think it I is. Looks like him. All right. Please save my comic. Somebody save my comic. Please 
The soundtrack, it's not syncing up with my lips. Don't look at me. <laughs> Uh oh. Yeah, that model's shot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Deanna Troy? Jesus Christ! Her dialogue is not matching up with what she's saying. I don't think she speaks English in real life. Here's the Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man Two moment here. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'm gonna have to dig that one back out and watch it again. I haven't seen that in quite a while now. It's the best of the of the three films, that's for sure. I don't know. You know, I used to think so, but uh, I don't know. There's there's another one in the series that's really really grown on me, but I'll have to save that conversation for another time. Yes, we will do our Spider-Man Three commentary at some point. <laughs> Someone cue John Williams, please, John Act, Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't. I just can't believe it. Got her. She actually looks a lot like the woman that does that part in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's not the same one, is it? No. Well, the whole neighborhood turned out. Yeah, it's a fire. What else are you going to do? There's three channels at this point. Good use of the theme there. Yep. It does make you wonder, though, if he could do that, then... <laughs> Why the hell isn't anybody else? Right. Whoa! Oh, what? Not that room! <laughs> um, okay. Burned into the palm of his hand like Tote from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> And right about here is where he should collapse from smoke inhalation. Right. Oh, that's not good. Remember, stop, drop, and roll, dick, roll. Yes. Yeah, imagine you're a little kid in a real-life superhero. Ow. Super Ow. Okay, we're just going to get as far away from the gas as humanly possible. <laughs> I think that gas would have gone off a long time ago. Uh, it's not as dramatic until right about here. Are you sure we can't do this at the same time? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong at this point? How? That does kind of suck. Where the hell did he go? It should have knocked him out of the window, you would think. I was about to say, you know. Who is that guy? That dude looks familiar. 
Come back, Huggy Bear, come back! Power Starsky and Hutch gonna get their information. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, well I'm going in too. <laughs> I wanna see the what? reporter lady go in. And knock I'm not back gonna be out. left out of this. What? I'm not gonna be left out of this. <laughs> Seriously, how did he not get blown off of that window? That one cop it just showed looked really familiar to me, but I can't place where I think I've seen him. I don't know about you, Scott. I'm kind of on the edge of my seat. I like this part. No, I do too. I was just being sarcastic. That's some snappy dressers in the crowd, too. Yeah, you know, they, they put some money into the, the, the extras. <laughs> Look, it's... <laughs> He's missing a colon, but he, otherwise he's fine. <laughs> go slow, boy. Just go slow. I just got blowed up. Like, real good. Now, I would think that rushing into a fire like that, despite the good deed that he did saving the kid, that's got to be some sort of crime, you would think. I'm sure there is, but are you really going to prosecute him? I'm sure that guy was thrilled to get his bald spot so prominently featured in the movie. That's all he was thinking about when he was seeing this. It's like he told all his friends, Yeah, I'm in that movie! Yeah, Jerry, you and your bald spot! Get a toupee! Get out the way! Yeah, let's forget about everything else that happened in this film. We have a happy ending. <laughs> I like a happy ending. No, I like a happy ending too, but it, it he, seemed like he wasn't vindicated enough. He got the girl. I, mean, I don't know, he's on the news now and everything. Anita Tangler. <laughs> you weren't kidding. Told you. You're going to be laughing about that for, like, years, aren't you? You're going to be sitting there, you're going to be, you're going to be podcasting with Chris, and you're just going to go, I need a dangler. You remember back when movies used to do this, where, where it was actually the, the camera was still rolling through the whole credits and everything? Yeah, actually, I do. They just don't do this anymore. Police Squad, uh, the TV show, would make fun of that. Right. You know, where they would try to do the freeze frame, but it would keep going, and, like, the coffee would keep spilling into the cup. <laughs> That's a funny damn show. Except John Ritter needs to come out at the very end of the movie and go, You're still here? Go home. <laughs> it's over. Thank you, Ferris. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. I, I, I enjoy this movie. Now that, I mean, it, it's... <laughs> It's one of those movies, you know, it's kind of a rainy afternoon, you don't have much else going on, you know, you just want to see, you want to see a superhero film, but you don't want to see, like, one of the more recent ones. Pop this one in. I mean, it. it's fun, it's got a really good, the players, I like that, it's got a, 
<laughs> be a dangler. <laughs> sure, that's not all you need. Um, Mrs. Havacek. Okay, I get that now. Oh, God! That, oh, man, I'm thick. <laughs> I didn't get that until just now, either. Second teenager, Kevin Bacon. So now you can associate Kevin Bacon with John Ritter and Ann Archer. And Burt Convy. And with Burt Convy, you can associate Kevin Bacon with the entire cast of Cannonball Run. Therefore, <laughs> you win. <laughs> the New York Transit Authority is not responsible in any way for the contents of this motion picture. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they... Uh... <laughs> I was about to sue. I'm glad they set me straight on that. Yeah, it was a Metro Goodwin Mayor. You're right. Dun, 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 dun. Excellent flick. I liked Gee. that movie. How can you not? I mean, seriously. It's got a good heart. It's got good acting. Good ski. Uh, good skew. Good score. It's late. <laughs> good score. I was fighting yawning the entire time, but not because of the movie, just because it's, you know, like two, three o'clock in the morning. Oh my god, it is. Alright, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> our website at two true freaks dot libsyn dot com two true freaks is always spelled t-w-o t-r-u-e f-r-e-a-k-s libsyn is spelled l-i-b-s-y-n you can email two true freaks directly at two true freaks at gmail dot com join our forum at forum for geeks dot com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, Two True, True Freaks. Freaks.